Welcome to the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, a place for anybody and everybody who wants to become the best versions of themselves. Your story doesn't make you who you are. It is the rest of your story, who you choose to be. You can write a story about who you've been, and you can write a story about who you are now, but you can also write a story about who you could be. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Look into your heart and see what it is that you truly want. You have to take possession of your life. You must be the master of your own kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, where we cover all the things that will make us learn and grow into becoming the better versions of ourselves. I am your host, Jakub the Funky Warrior, and today we'll talk about this mysterious gut feeling that we all have sometimes and understand what it is, why, and how we should listen to it more often. Let's go. All right, so you might call it instinct, hunch, intuition, not to confuse with reflex, but whatever you call it, it is almost like a superpower that a lot of us underuse. We're going to see what it is and how it works and how to cultivate it more. So first of all, what is it? The gut feeling is that inner voice that tells us when something is right or wrong, whether we should do it or not. It's that ability to immediately understand something without really the conscious reasoning, without really analyzing the situation with our brain. Its mission is to move you towards decisions and actions that are in your best interest and actually contrary to your brain that wants to keep you safe and comfortable, which isn't necessarily always the best thing that you need. And despite popular belief, there's a deep neurological basis for intuition. It's not just this random thing that you should or not listen to it. No, it's really backed by science, and we'll look into this later on. You can see that gut feeling as kind of the voice of a good and wise mentor. And even if we call it feeling, it's actually real intelligence. And there's a reason scientists call the gut the second brain. Deepak Chopra, in a scientific but poetic kind of way, says that gut feeling is actually every cell in your body making a decision. Okay, so how does it work? When you approach a decision, intuitively, in a matter of milliseconds, your brain works with your gut to quickly assess all your memories, past learnings, personal needs, and preferences, and then makes the wisest decision given the context. We're going to get deeper into the science later on, but for now, let's just keep it simple and stop at this. So to put very simply, it's kind of that inner voice, inner instinct that tells you in different situations, big or small, what exactly you truly want before the brain kicks in and consciously you analyze the situation. Now, why do people don't really listen to the gut feeling that often? 
Mainly, it's because we think of ourselves and we want to think of ourselves as intelligent, rational human beings who take smart and rational decisions based on data and facts. The problem is, is that our rational is biased based on society, based on outside pressure, based on the things that we think we want, which is not always the exact answer. And to add even more to it, when we consciously take a decision, whether we want it or not, whether we are aware or not, emotions are often involved in, for example, what to eat, what to buy, what to do tonight, career decisions, anything. And as you know, emotions are not good advisors in decision-making. It's not exactly on the subject, but there's a great book, Biology, so the psychology of why we buy, that is based on multiple and multiple studies on why people buy. And again, coming back to the fact that we like to think of ourselves as smart and rational human beings, but that is not the reality. There's a reason why companies keep on spending every single year billions and billions of dollars on advertising. It's because it has an impact whenever you come to a store or you are in wherever making a decision on what to buy. And for example, an incredible case in that book, Malboro, the cigarette company, painted chairs in a bar in their color, so in red, without their logo anywhere. Nothing changed in the bar except the color of those chairs that became red. And they saw a huge spike in their sales in that little cigarette machine they had in that bar just because of the colors of the chair. So you see how subconsciously it can get to our brain without even us realizing. Okay, so now why is it so awesome and why we should listen to it more often? First of all, it takes all the info and process it very quickly without you even being conscious. So it's not just a random feeling. It's really, as stated before, taking all your past information, the things you don't even remember, all the lessons, all the times you took a decision and felt good or bad afterwards, all that information that is in your brain, in your memory, and takes it into consideration. Also, there's no emotion involved. That's more on the conscious level. So subconsciously, it's truly based on your life's data. And also, and that's a little bonus, the more you use it and the more you listen to it, well, the less you overthink. And we all know that sometimes, if not often, overthinking is taking so much energy and time because you go back to the same situation. You try to kind of not make a mistake, right? But it's draining and it doesn't mean at all that you take better decisions because you're an overthinker, right? Okay, so now what is blocking that gut feeling from growing? There's a few reasons that are blocking your gut feeling from growing. The main and most important one is not listening to it. Like almost anything in your mind and in your body and in your life, the gut feeling is like a muscle, so you have to train it and use it in order for it to become better and stronger. Also, what doesn't help is thinking of yourself too much of an intelligent and logical person. 
Because if you have that identity and you repeat that to yourself and you live by that, well, obviously it contradicts that gut feeling and will not let it grow. And also what doesn't help it is having a fear of failure. Failure is human. It's part of the human experience and we just have to accept it, even welcome it. And often we have that fear of failure because we want to be able to justify our decisions, our strategy for the work case. So it's more logical. It's more data driven. But the thing is, again, coming back is that that intuition, that gut feeling is data driven, actually. All right. Now let's get into the practical side, how to use your gut feeling. First of all, you must become aware of it because especially if you're not using it very often, it's most probably this little something that you will feel, but that you are used to ignore. So you have to become aware of it in any type of situation and then start using it even in the minor decisions. Example, you want to raise your hand in the meeting to say something, but you don't. And what might be comforting is that those small decisions most probably have small consequences. So you will also learn to trust that gut feeling, not only listen to it better, but also trust it. And also catch yourself if ever you get to overthink too much and force yourself in a certain way to take quicker decisions. Again, failure is a part of life. And in taking quicker decisions, you become more decisive And also it helps and you will listen most probably more to that gut feeling inside. Also, remind yourself of the kind of life you want to live, your values, the things that matter the most, because we often forget those in those logical decisions. And very important, you have to manage well your stress. There's a past episode, if not even a few, about stress. You can look it up, but... That gut feeling cannot flourish in an overwhelmed stress environment because you are in a survival mode. So you cannot, your brain is not in that thrive, in that kind of blossoming ground. So you have to make sure that that the base, the soil is clean and has the potential for that gut feeling to flourish. So really, you can use gut feeling in literally almost all decisions, the big ones, the small ones. You feel it when the people in the room are not into your presentation and you can do something about it. You feel it when you don't want to stay somewhere anymore and want to go home, but then maybe you stay because your logical brain kicks in. You feel it when you need to get out of the city to the nature You feel it when you're on a date and the person just isn't right for you. You've just watched an episode of a series you love and then the next episode starts. Something tells you it's enough, so get up and do something else. But then you just stay in your couch because you are comfortable and basically you didn't listen to that voice. You have a table full of sweets at a party. You've eaten a few and then you want more, but your inner voice tells you that's enough sugar for the day. Whatever the case might be, it might be those little decisions, it might be the big ones, If you're breaking up with someone or if you're starting a relationship with someone, career decisions, whatever it is, it can be used in all those situations. 
Okay, now, so let's back it up with a little bit of science, just so you don't think it's just a feeling, but it's true and real information and data and even a technique to take decisions. There's multiple studies that show that pairing that gut feeling with analytical thinking helps you make better, faster, and more accurate decisions and gives you more confidence in your choices than relying on the intellect alone. So you see, that's interesting. It can be also combined. Just FYI, the neural network in your gut is a hundred million neurons. So it's not just all gluteny kind of stomach thing. It's like real neurons in your gut, in your stomach that are literally communicating and transferring information, etc., etc. And FYI, our gut is actually its own nervous system and potentially more powerful than our central nervous system. Your gut makes the same chemicals that your brain makes when it thinks. That nervous system in your gut doesn't have the ability to doubt itself like your central nervous system does because then the conscious brain can kick in and kind of overrule the subconscious brain. And in your gut, there's not the conscious gut. So it's just the subconscious gut, let's say. A quick fun fact, the U.S. Navy has invested millions of dollars throughout the years into helping sailors and Marines refine their sixth sense. So basically their gut feeling. Precisely because they realize that intuition makes better decisions than the intellect in high-stakes situations like the battlefield or war. So that's pretty insane. All right, so a lot of information here, but bottom line, the gut feeling is a better advisor than just your rational brain because the emotions and the doubt is not involved and also because the logic brain doesn't always tell you what's really truly good for you. And the more you practice it, the better it gets, the clearer you hear it, And also the advices get more accurate, more and more. So quick question for you. How often do you think you listen to your gut? How much are you aware of its even existence? At whatever level it is, I challenge you just to give it a little bit more chance than usual in your future decisions, the small ones or the big ones, and just see how it goes. On that, I hope this was valuable. I hope you will trust your little gut feeling inside that even some scientists more and more call even the first brain, not just the second brain. I wish you a wonderful day and I will see you at the next episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast. An educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. An educated person is one who has so developed the faculties of their mind that they may acquire anything they want. It is important to draw wisdom from many different places. If we take it from only one place, it becomes rigid and stale. Understanding others, the other elements, and the other nations will help you become whole. Step by step, the student is being brought together with himself to the point where he catches up with his own inner being and can accept it completely. And that is, you see, the most difficult thing to do. 
to accept oneself completely. But because we lack awareness or understanding of who we are, we're totally locked into a physical world, and we let things outside of us control us. 95% of the population are reacting to life. They're not really living at all. And it's very important that you realize that your evolution, your, your journey through this incredible thing is nothing to do with anyone else. And you can't live your life the way your mommy and daddy want you to live it, or the way the people at the office say you gotta live it, or the way society says you gotta live it. You gotta live it for yourself.